Well, welcome everyone. Welcome to the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church. You get a few pastors talking about the upcoming texts. Uh, it's a time to think about what God's up to in our lives and uh, and hear a good word. I'm Pastor Megan, and mm-hmm. I'm here with well, I'm Pastor Brandon. Hi, Pastor Brandon. Good day. Um, wow. And I'll tell you what, folks. This is a special week because we actually have two texts, and I, I promise winner, winner, chicken dinner. Wow. We're just going to hear a whole lot of Luke too. And here's the cool part as far as I'm concerned. First of all, it's the Christmas story and mm. we get to hear the Christmas story. And I know it's so easy for us to just fall in the rut of like, oh, we hear this every year. I really invite you to to, to really bring your good listening mm. ears uh, to Luke 2 this year, just because I think there's so much beauty in the text. But then we're also going to continue on and hear a little more from Luke 2. Um, because this coming Sunday, uh, we will hear a little more from that chapter. So I think it's kind of neat to be able to hear them together and just know that this is all a continuation of the story of Jesus's birth. So let's let's not wait. Let's just start. Pastor Brandon, would you read, uh, starting with Luke 2, verse 1, uh, read, us, read for, through verse 7 for us. You got it. Let's do this. <clears throat> In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there... The time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. There are so many details. There are so many things going on in this story. Pastor Brandon, pick one. What's what's one thing that stands out to you today? Yeah, well, the the first thing is how when I hear in those days a decree went out, I think, uh, I think of all the Christmas pageants I'd ever been a part of. Um, or witnessed and how we take this story and we make it cute mm. and 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 it's not I don't think it's not the kids fault no but, well because kids are cute yeah, like you put kids yeah. in front of a, of a congregation and put a, a shepherd's robe on them and it's gonna be cute yeah right? yeah we I, I think in my experience in life I tend to think of this as a cute story and that kind of keeps me from hearing it uh, at, for what it really is. And there's not much that's cute about it when you actually think about the reason they're going um, for this whole census would would have been tied to taxes and how the Roman Empire was continuing to find new ways or expand on current ways to exercise power and control over the Jewish people. So I don't uh, hear this as a cute or fun reason to be going to Bethlehem. Right. And um, speaking currently from my experience as a person who has been pregnant at some point in my life, uh, I want to reflect on the fact that um, (laughs) poor Mary Mm. going deep into the this is not cute kind of story. Um, Going from Nazareth to Bethlehem, I mean, that's like, what, 70-ish miles, I think, as the crow flies. and if you're, you know, in your third trimester of pregnancy, um, you're not exactly covering mm. the amount of ground that you normally would on a good day's walk. So you're talking at least like a week mm. on the road here. 
And I know we all picture Mary as riding on a donkey. Uh, I, I don't know if anyone was paying attention while Pastor Brandon was reading. There's no mention of a donkey, there friends. Isn't. Um, but either way, Mary loses because either she walks for 70 miles pregnant, pregnant <laughs> or rides on the back of a bouncy donkey mm-hmm. for 70 miles while pregnant. Mm-hmm. So either way, the cuteness of this story continues to diminish. Yeah. Um, and and when we even even the cuteness of you know she she gives birth to her child and we're like yay the baby finally um, the only medical care a woman would have at this time of year would would Yikes. be like her mother her right. sisters right. you know her immediate family she's got Joseph she's who no offense <laughs> yeah. to the men out there yeah. would be very disconnected from from the work of birth yeah so she's kind of she's kind of doing this on her own um we have now officially decutified yeah the christmas story we did it we did it that's all i that's all i achieved <laughs> today that's all i needed but but it 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 keeps going. It does keep because. going. Would you keep reading for us, Pastor Brandon? In verse 8, it says, In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Can we pause for a sec? Mm-hmm. Why might they have been so terrified, aside from being interrupted in the dark of night, in a land, in a world where electrical lights were not a thing? So you know, nighttime yeah. would have been really. Why might an angel appearing before them have been terrifying? Well, Pastor a, Brandon, a lot of reasons. The first ones I think of is, you know, we understand angels as messengers from God, and you don't know if it's good news or bad news. And if we yep. recall from the prophets, <laughs> it's often bad news. It's usually bad news. <laughs> I also enjoy this time of year uh, going on a little meme hunt about the Christmas story. Mm. And lately I'm seeing lots of memes involving what angels may have actually looked like biblically. Um, And you have options like covered in eyes and having six wings and uh, being a hybrid human animal. No, I'm not making this up, friends. This is, I mean, legitimately, whether you're reading, you know, the prophet Isaiah or reading from Revelation, the description of an angel is rarely the cute little cherub yeah. that you see hanging on your wall, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if we're, we're recording in my office right now, friends, and I have a good collection of religious kitsch, including a few angels who are very cute and friendly. Yeah, yeah. That's probably not true. No, so stick that on your Christmas tree. I want you to put a six-winged <laughs> creature covered in eyes on the top of your Christmas tree. <laughs> so it is, We got two verses. That's good. It, it is terrifying. It is terrifying. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For Wait, see- hopeful. Hopeful speak. No, no, no. Don't be scared of me. Don't run away. Yeah, yeah because, <laughs> because I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. So that if I'm a shepherd, I'm like, whew. Okay, we got we got the good angel. <laughs> to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there is with the angel a multitude of heaven. So one angel, terrifying angels, and you get a multitude. We went from one hybrid animal human creature covered in eyes to all sky full of them. (laughs) They're praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. So as you pointed out, Pastor Brandon, uh, this good news is good news not just on its own, but it's also good news because it's not bad news. Right. And I think um, uh, perhaps we could all agree we're due for some good news. Oh, amen. Amen. And so for someone to show up and say, I got news for you, 
we're all going to hold our breath, right? But but for this to be good news, mm-hmm. oh, and not just any good news, but but good news in the form of life, in the form of a a, a baby, like mm-hmm. new life, the the purest sign of hope. What what incredible joy! When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Hey, let's go now to Bethlehem and see the thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. So good news. The shepherds actually take the angels at their word. They do. <laughs> um, they, they leave their, their work behind. I'm guessing they just kind of left the, sh- the sheep just hanging out in the field. Yeah, they'll be all right. I mean, they literally will not. But, um, <laughs> but, but compelled enough by the good news to go see it for themselves. Like, yeah. they don't just go, oh, that was weird, and go back to their lives. Like, they go, hmm. they go see it, right? And it is exactly as it had been told them. And once they see it, they don't just go, huh, wasn't that cute? Um, in that last verse, the shepherds returned to their jobs, to their lives, but glorifying and praising God for mm. all they had heard and seen. Oh, what an invitation. You you go back to your life. You go back to what, what God has for you, but you do it huh. telling the good news. I just think that's so beautiful. Well, that's a word for all of us, too. Right. Because once the Christmas vacation is over, for the most part, we go back to work. So what's really changed about us and our lives from this experience at Christmas. Well, what if it were that we would experience the Christ child and be transformed so that even though we're going back to the mundaneness of work, that we would go back glorifying God and praising God for all God has done for us would be pretty cool. And to have and to have been able to see that, I think, in Christmas. I mean, and that's where the verse before it, I think, is really meaningful, that, that beautiful word that so many of us uh, catch all of a sudden. Mary treasured all these words Mm. and pondered them in her heart. I I wonder if we're more able to go out glorifying and praising God, if we're able to take a moment Mm -hmm. within Christmas itself to really ponder Mm -hmm. and treasure and hear and let it sink in and reflect. I know Christmas is often one of those times where things just go way too fast and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're at the end of the day and you're going, what even happened? I don't even know what we did today. So to be able to find a time to ponder and treasure and not just i mean yes about a family or presence or whatever is good about that day but 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 like you said pastor brandon about being able to experience and encounter the christ child and the way it's changed your life mm-hmm. um oh i think that would be worth it we, we should do that we should do that it's almost <laughs> it's almost like the birth of christ is a, a really landmark event mm-hmm. for christian faith it's almost like it's yeah. the second biggest holiday of the Christian tradition. Mm-hmm. I don't that's ah, something mm-hmm. else. Let's let's skip a couple for a second. Brandon is doing the math. Christmas oh, is the like, second biggest I see. because the first Easter is, is the first flag bi- day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no. It's that's, Easter. That's in the lower 20. It's Easter. <laughs> Easter is the Got first. It. Christmas is the second. <laughs> Pentecost is the third. Pen- oh gosh, yeah. Okay. Oh, now I get that it. we're now that we're back. Now that we're back. Um, so we're gonna just skip a couple verses, mostly because the next 
uh, reading, the one that we're going to read on the 26th, uh, comes, we, we're going to start on verse 25. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to skip a couple yeah. and move on to verse 25. Pastor Brandon, would you read for us verses 25? Do you think you can go all the way to 38? Do you think you well, can I'm, handle I'm, it? I'm going to see how far you'll let me get. I might interrupt you. I've been good at that today. I'm good at that most days. Yeah. So this is your yeah. two, two for one podcast. That's right. Yeah. Um, now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. A man was, this man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother, Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Now there was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. That's a beautiful story. I I will tell you what, one of the things that I really love about this story is that it's it's a story we don't get anywhere else Mm -hmm. in the Gospels. This is the only place we get to hear about Simeon and Anna, and it's, it's this beautiful bookend of these two prophets effectively really being able to testify to the presence of God among us in Jesus. I think mm-hmm. it's really beautiful. Pastor Brandon, what what stands out for you in this story? Well, number one, I love learning about other cultures and traditions. And so, you know, if, if you in your own Bible go back to, to verse 21, you'll learn that, you know, there was a time when you circumcised the, the child according to tradition. And then there was a time for women to participate in the ritual washing uh, before returning to normal life after childbirth and and that holy mystery. And then there was a time for firstborn sons to be dedicated in the temple. So so they're bringing their firstborn son to be dedicated, which was uh, tradition or ritual and expectation. Um, But I I love the notes we have for this sermon series that Pastor Megan writes and then um, kind of gives us direction and wisdom. But uh, this is they're kind of going through the motions of what you do after you give birth to a child. If you are a devoted, faithful Jewish family, you you do this, you do this, and then you do this. So they're going through these almost mundane I yeah, think, I think motions. This is, this and, is like you said, kind of this is what they do. Yeah, this is just yeah. what you do. And and I just love it because it's it's still in that mundaneness that God's word and God's promise. 
uh, is revealed to them again and again through Simeon and then Anna. I think of Mary here, you know, who we, we know just a few verses before was treasuring things and pondering things. W- what must she have been pondering when she thinks she's just coming to do what she's what she's mm-hmm. supposed to do? You mm-hmm. know, all these good and faithful things, just normal old life. And instead, this, this Simeon guy comes running up to them uh, Verse 28, Simeon took him in his arms, snatches the baby, <laughs> and, starts, and starts saying these incredible things about her little boy, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't know. Wow, how does Mary process that? And I know what mm. I'm supposed to say is, well, she should know because an angel appeared to her as well and said, hey, here's what's going to happen with this boy. And that's fair. Um but she's just kind of living her life, you know. She's it's, all of a sudden these promises mm. keep coming back to her, and it's oh, I imagine it might be kind of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> sorry for clearing my throat. But verse, you know, and, and if you read on your own too, verse twenty four says what they offered for their sacrifice: mm-hmm, a pair of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. turtle doves or two young pigeons. And so that also gives us kind of a glimpse, almost, of their socioeconomic status because they could afford birds. For the sacrifice, which is which is the lowest <laughs> rung of acceptable yeah, sacrifice, yeah. Wh- yep. which I think yep. is is pretty cool. But then, um, I just for Simeon to see this as good news when you read into the story, you realize this means he's gonna die now, right? <laughs> right, right. Simeon's been because literally waiting his whole life, and his first. The first words he says in celebration is, "You know, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in mm-hmm. peace." He's saying, "Oh, good." It's okay for me to die now Yay. because God's promises have been fulfilled. Yeah, but yeah. this, but it is for Simeon at least good news. You know, he's mm-hmm. literally waited his whole life for this, yeah, yeah. and to finally see the fulfillment of this promise—what joy there is in that! And I think of how many people we've heard about in these previous months who've, you know, literally waited a whole lifetime to see God's promises fulfilled. I, th- I think, for instance, of, of, of Abraham and Sarah, right? I think of Joseph who lived a, a life of enormous trial and not till toward the end of his life did he start mm-hmm, to see mm-hmm. safety and security and stability for him and for his family. All these people who lived a life of struggle and really not until the end yeah. did they see fulfillment and that there, that there actually is hope in that, that there actually there is, is joy in that. And there's a little bit of controversy as well. Is that a is that a Greek word, Pastor Brandon? It, it is because, uh, well, the Anna, who's the prophet, which which I think is great because, uh, well, let's just be honest. Our our Bible usually focuses on men mm-hmm. as the primary of, characters. Not a lot of lady prophets. Men is yeah. faithful, mm-hmm. and here mm-hmm. is a woman prophet, mm-hmm. Anna who's worshipped in the temple day in and day out ever since um, her husband, let's see here, died. Mm-hmm. So she's a widow. She's 84. Uh, and so it was custom in those days, I believe, that for something to be true, to have actually happened, you had to have two witnesses. And usually that was a male and a male because, you know, the man's word, of course, right? Uh, we know is about as good as the woman who stands behind him. But um, so... Uh, but the two witnesses of Jesus being the promised child, it's it's a male and a female. It's a, and they're both prophets. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're both in so the cool. temple, and they're both given validity, and they're both given weight. You know, they're both yeah. kind of given that equal weight. We don't actually get to hear Anna's words. We hear Simeon's words, but not Anna's. And still, and still, she's named. She's described. She's given a backstory. I mean, this is this is actually really. 
remarkable. And yeah, it's this beautiful witness to who Jesus really is. I even, I think it's interesting too, we don't have Pastor Steve here to geek out on things a little bit for us. <laughs> and so I'll confess that as I was looking at verse 34 and, and Simeon turning to Mary and saying, this child is destined for the falling and the rising. That word rising in mm. Greek is is literally just resurrection. Mm. I mean, it's it's the literal exact same word. I have wow. no idea why they would translate it as rising because it is it is resurrection. I mean, yeah. it is Simeon huh. literally looking at, at Mary and saying, hey, mom, guess what? Your son will be the one who many will fall, but many will also be mm-hmm. resurrected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, w- what an incredible, overwhelming promise for Mary to hear. I mean, as she's holding her little baby boy who you know, can't even feed himself. It's just what a, what a, a potent promise. Yeah, yeah. No pressure, Jesus. But no you pressure, not Jesus. Screw this up. Yeah. Well, and then we don't hear much about Jesus for a while. We hear about the boy Jesus in the temple, and then we don't hear about him till he was thirty. And as we all know, uh, we don't want money of our events from our teens and twenties uh, documented anyway. Yeah, so yeah. it's probably thankfully better he didn't for put them on bookface. Yes, he did not indeed have social Instagram. media, so he had to wait to get on. We've gone off the rails, friends. I think this is probably as good a reason as any. <laughs> to close it up. Um, But hey, I hope you all take a minute to really hear these stories this week and really consider, you know, how they might speak hope and and peace to you this week in a new way when we need those things so much. Uh, We're just so glad you're here and we're glad Mm -hmm. to share these stories with you uh, at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is indeed to grow in faith and Carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas, everyone. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. I'm not joining in there. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We'll see you next week. (laughs) May the road rise up to meet you. Until we meet again, my friend.